Good morning, my friends. Welcome to today's training and get getting clarity. Today we're going to be talking about the first iteration of what's called the sad cycle. The sad cycle is the relationship experience we have with narcissistic codependent interactions. It stand, it's, a, it's an acronym that stands for seduction, abuse, and discard. Those are the three phases of that kind of relationship. <coughs> so, if you, <coughs> sorry guys. So, um, <laughs> before I get started, I'm Marshall Bircher and I help codependents that have suffered through narcissistic abuse rediscover their happiness by healing the trauma bond and coming to know who they are and create happy relationships in their lives. I do that without, uh, I, I do that in a way that helps them accomplish that um, deeply. It takes time. This kind of work requires time. It requires practice. It requires experience. And so I set my clients and students up with a foundation that helps them discover life. So, yeah, I'm not going to help you do this in 12 weeks. I'm not going to help you do it in any X amount of time. But I am going to help you ultimately accomplish more happiness and well-being in your life because that's the point. You can be, be able to be yourself and create happy, healthy relationships. Live a life that you enjoy. So before we get to today's topic, I'm going to share this out to the community really quick. The community is your safe haven here on the internet where you can find guidance, support, tools, and understanding in your experience. So you can realize you're not alone. You're not crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. You're going through an experience that's quite profound. So let me get this shared out here to the group. They keep changing these things, and it kind of drives me crazy. Okay, now, now it's shared to the community. All right. So today is about the, the sad cycle. We're going to dive into this over uh, the course of this week and next week. So we're going to understand the underlying elements of this kind of relationship and how it's shaping us. Because it's a profoundly altering experience to go through the seduction, abuse, and discard phases of this kind of relationship. So those are the three phases of sad, seduction, abuse, and discard. This is what uh, targets of narcissists or narcissistic people go through. This is what the relationship is like. We get seduced, we get abused, and we get discarded. Today we're going to focus specifically on the seduction component so we can understand what it is, how it works, and why it's so uh, powerful in that. Now, help me keep track of my thoughts. I've got notes here to guide me on this. So let me know you're here in the, the hey, Jolene, nice to see you. Yes, this is a powerful topic and it's this is about bringing clarity to your guys' experience because in my journey out of codependency, dealing both with the narcissistic abuse element and then the emotionally unavailable element uh, and then the childhood emotional neglect, so all three of the causes of codependency, this is the one that was most difficult for me to really understand and see. But it's also the one that I have the most expertise in. It's one I help you guys work out by healing the trauma bond, which is all about what I'm all about. It's what we do, and so let's let's get to it. So seduction, <sighs> seduction, hmm. 
it's that experience of being flooded by the other person. You know, it, it is the emotional high that we get. It's, it's the grandiose claims that they make towards us. It's the intense attention. It's the sudden importance we feel in this person's lives, in this person's life rather, because of what they're telling us and what they're doing to us. Because seduction is all about, from from the 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 perpetrator's point of view, the the view of the person doing the seduction, the seductor's point of view. It's all about getting the target hooked on them. The goal in seduction is to lower boundaries, lower the person's you know guard, so that they can manipulate the person. So seduction is a phase where the narcissistic person targets a specific individual for what's called fuel or supply. Now, supply is whatever inflates the sense of importance and existence and reality of the narcissistic person. It makes them feel good. It gives them a sense of power, gives them a sense of meaning and identity. And this is where that vampiric draining experience happens for the target, for the codependent. They like to the, the goal of seduction is to enmesh you with them. So there's four key elements to seduction when it shows up. Seduction, first of all, it's intense. And this intensity comes in through the kind of attention they give you um, through gifts, through words of affirmation, through praise, through giving you lots and lots of their time, lots and lots of their affection, lots of their energy. They're spending every second they have with you. This is the intensity element of it. And for us, for the codependent, this is overwhelming. But it's also extremely deeply validating. Like, wow, <laughs> this person likes me. This is what I've been looking for all my life. This feels real. This feels familiar. This feels important and very um, significant to me. It's also... This component is what starts to shape our brain. It starts to do what it starts to create what's called a reference point. This is going to become extremely important when we get through the other phases. But this seduction experience of all this intense attention and affection, time and gifts shapes our reference point of this person. This is what we begin to think is real about them. This is a critical component when we look at the love addiction or trauma bond cycle, because this is what this is. And it's uh, this reference point is what our brain wants to get back to when we start entering the, the abuse and discard phases of this relationship cycle. So first of all, it's intense. It's intense in the energy, the attention, the gifts, the praise, the affection, all of that. This triggers that intense sensation of euphoria within you where you begin to believe that the things you've always wanted are actually happening. The fantasy you've carried about being rescued or being loved or finally being seen and valued and, and so deeply wanted and loved starts to come true. So that's extremely powerful and convincing for us. Yeah, it's about making identity to feel good. Yeah. They they want they want to feel good about them. They want to add to their image. They want to add to their their uh, sense of importance. 
and uh, validity in their world. So it's really about them aggrandizing themselves. The second component with seduction is that it is grandiose. They make claims that don't make any sense to the situation. Like, I already know you, but yet you've known, you know, you two have been interacting for three days. They want to marry you, and they've known each other for a week. They, they claim to understand what you need and want. They barely know your name. <laughs> you barely know them. This, this grandiose um, verbiage they use, and most of the time it's verbiage, or there's really lavish gifts, very expensive gifts, vacations, they pay off debts, they buy you expensive things, that kind of thing. Um, tends to feed into the fantasy the codependent has of being wanted, of having the one person out there that makes them whole, that fills, that completes them. So claims about being the twin flame, being the ascended one, the, this is the one relationship, you complete me kind of things, they're destined to be together, is very dangerous. Because it seduces us into believing that our fantasy about being incomplete and being made whole by another person is real. And we go for that. We fall into it because part of us is aching for this sense of completeness. Because what we're really dealing with internally is unmatured attachment and identity. So when someone comes along and says, hey man, you complete me. You're like, ah, I found that missing piece to my life. Found the missing piece to who I am. We get into the Jerry Maguire thing of like, you complete me. It's very grandiose and it's a very overloading to the codependent or to the target. And we become deeper and deeper um, lost in the fantasy and euphoria of this. Now, seduction's also enmeshing. They want to escalate things quickly. They want to move very quick to marriage or some sort of escalated commitment. They want to entwine finances. They want to get to the sex quick. They want to move in quick. The reason why they want to enmesh quickly is so that they can reduce your ability to leave. They want to reduce your ability to exit, to get away, to change your mind. They want to seal the deal so that they can get as much supply out of you as possible and then put controls in place to keep you where they want you to be. Because they're coming from the benefit-centered relating model, whereas you're the cookie and they want their cookie when they want it. So they want to secure that quickly. Now, a lot of times, um, depending on the type, on the person you're dealing with, this can be really quick. Like I've seen this, I've seen marriage be proposed in a week with these types of people. I've also seen that they, they might do a slow warm, like a frog in a pot. Put it in the cold water and they slowly warm up the water until it's boiling and then you know mr frog is dead they can do that too but there's really significant signals coming along the way there like on the first date they want to just press to have sex or they want to press for more time and more commitment right now they might be talking about your future together and you've only known each other for 48 hours that kind of thing they might ask for money. They might ask for time in your place. Hey, can I stay at your place? I'm just having a hard time right now. And they end up staying there for weeks or months. Um, they might ask you to spot them a few hundred or a few thousand bucks to help them out. Very common, especially with the more covert, weak 
kind of narcissist. The more grandiose types tend to want to be flashy and wealthy, and so they're going to do things for you that then they feel obligate you to give them certain things, so it becomes transactional. These kinds of things are about enmeshment. They're about controlling you and getting that commitment up fast. The reason why, again, is because they want to secure the supply. The other reason is they can't hold the facade very long. So they've got this mask they've put up. I call it the glowy thing. They're dangling that glowy thing out there with the seduction and showing up in certain ways and behaving certain ways. And you're just kind of like, oh, wow, that glowy thing. But they can't sustain the glowy thing. And they know it. So they've got to close this deal fast so that they can, so that when the facade fails, you're already in a position where it's extremely difficult for you to exit. That's the goal. They want to keep their supply close. Hey, Lauren. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, they, they, and they like to attach to those looking for happiness outside of themselves. Oh, yeah. We, we want to be really careful about seeking our happiness through others. And we want to be very mindful of people who are seeking our happiness through us because that's not entirely where it's found. It's not found through anybody. It's found through ourselves and it's found through alignment with who we are and what we want. So that enmeshment is the other component. The real rub with seduction is that it's addictive. It's addictive because we're becoming flooded. We're becoming flooded with very specific kinds of hormones. Okay, Oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine, adrenaline, and cortisol are what we're being flooded with. This creates a chemical binding in our experience to the person. We become physiologically addicted to their attention because it's the let's see i want to phrase this differently this happens because we have largely grown up in a neglected state okay so we look at this like a desert if i've been neglected within my core needs of attention uh, affection intimacy play acceptance being valued being protected and someone comes along and starts dousing me with all of these things i'm gonna feel overwhelmed by the effect my brain has on it because when you're starved for a specific emotion you're wandering in a desert and then here comes this rainstorm of attention and seduction it floods the desert now i grew up in a desert and this is what happens when you get a desert flood the water rolls on top of the surface the ground is so dry it can't absorb the water so the water rolls on top of it creating a flash flood which is both intense overwhelming and often destructive seduction is a destructive event because what it's doing is it's destroying your sense of connection with reality because you're flooded in this cocktail of hormones because you're finally getting a need met that's gone unmet for so long. So that's why it's so intense. You're like, wow, these, this is just incredible. And you lose your sense of self. You lose your sense of reality. You lose your sense of connection with your body. You kind of dissociate because of its intensity. This is where we get lost in our fantasy and the euphoria, which we'll talk about next week in the EDD elements of this relationship. We also lose ourselves, and then we start to cling to them. Because instinctively, there's a fear in us that this is going to end. They might withdraw. They might pull away. 
And that starts to create a little distress in our background. And then they amplify it by moving into what's called the, the abuse phase, which we'll talk about in our next training. So seduction's addictive character or, or nature is because it is feeding needs in us that have gone unmet for so long in such an intense way we become chemically bonded to this kind of experience and our brain with that reference point I was talking about says this person creates this kind of experience for me so if I want to feel these things I need to keep this person and that's our trap that's where we're really lost that's where we lose ourselves now this can happen to anyone especially people who have had emotional neglect in their world or have not encountered this before and get hooked on the high it's a really important thing to realize that if you've gone through this kind of experience it's not because there's something wrong with you it's not because your your lack of intelligence a lot of times my students are like how could i be so stupid it's not about intelligence it's about attachment it's about intrinsic needs we have they got activated in a really powerful way and we didn't know how to keep ourselves grounded much less put this in check we were we were swooned now we are groomed to kind of expect and respond to this the disney effect is one of those examples we're taught to kind of expect this kind of thing uh, especially if you're a woman you're taught to this is how men show up this is what's supposed to happen we see it in in romantic movies we see it in um relation <laughs> in reality tv we see it in our media in our in our books we get hooked on the high we think the high equals love we think intensity equals love we think the euphoria is the state we need to be in in order to have a healthy thriving fulfilling relationship and that's not the case but seductive narcissistic individuals rely on this in order to exploit us for supply so that's so the goal of seduction for them is to get more power from you more energy from you more importance to inflate their sense of importance and grandiosity and make them look a certain way for the codependent the element in seduction is the euphoria it's this joy that i'm finally seen and valued and somebody actually likes me and it's this kind of person that likes me wow it tends to validate our fear of being unwanted unlovable and unworthy by comforting us by saying someone else can take care of that for us and that's where we get trapped even deeper in our fantasy so fundamentally no one completes us we complete ourselves yes yes thank you Jolene yes our sense of self and needs it's really driven from needs and it's driven from unmet attachment so and unmet identity so there's needs identity and attachment attachments the conduit in which needs are met and identity is discovered so they all have a very important relationship to each other now how do we get out of this well this is what the heal yourself strategy is all about because in this course that starts on the 22nd here in february and if you're watching this after that it's open for enrollment year-round so you can jump in right now and get this started the goal here to get out of the impact of seduction is to connect back to our safety 
our reality and our self. And that's what the Heal Yourself strategy helps you accomplish. So I just mentioned those needs, identity, and attachment. We address those things in a way that help us meet those things and develop those things in healthy ways that make us immune to seduction. Because when we have a strong anchor in who we are and we have healthy means of getting our needs met and our needs are being met, so the desert isn't dry anymore, but it's, it's nourished, it's, it's you know moist, it's got water and plants are growing and things are alive. It's no longer a desert, but more of an oasis. We don't need the seduction because there's nothing they can give us that would pull us out of ourselves because we already have it. And then we can see it for what it is. I remember this switch in my journey where I began, where I realized like, oh, I know what you're doing. I don't like that. Because suddenly the euphoria isn't, isn't fun. It's painful. It's terrifying. You're like, ew, you want, ew, get away. And we start to find that healthy people don't do this. In fact, they do other things. They're like, hey, I just want to get to know you. It's a slow emergence of connection with healthy people they're interested in discovering who you are so that they can assess whether or not you're a good fit for them and you're doing the same you're assessing whether they're a good fit for you it's a gradual process that doesn't mean there is passion that doesn't mean there's a lack of passion or chemistry or joy or even limerence in it but it does mean that we're very conscious about these emotions in us and we're conscious that they don't denote the truth of the really of the relationship we know that they're just an experience that we're having as part of it but it's the patterns of behavior and how the relationship is adding to our well-being and happiness or how it's taking from it that define the healthiness of that relationship so that's the other side of seduction is sobriety it's clarity about what's going on and consent into it because we're not being bombarded constantly um, by grandiose, intense, addictive things that want to enmesh us with them. Instead, they're respecting us. They have their own life. They're separate individuals. They're doing their own thing. So my friends, if you're dealing with the seduction element of this or you've gone through it and you're still wrestling on how to get free of this or you want to go deeper in your healing, the Heal Yourself Strategy is how you can accomplish that we start february 22nd after watching this again after february 22nd it's open for enrollment the link is above on facebook below on youtube join us and i will guide you in how to restore your sense of safety sanity and self back into your life so that you can meet your needs in healthy ways with safe attachment and that you can come to know who you are and then you can begin to love and live who you are so there we go, my friends. Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Thank you, guys, for sharing your comments there's too, uh, there, too. I appreciate you. Remember that you're worth knowing, loving, and keeping. And I will see you in our next discussion, which we'll be talking about the abuse phase of the seduction abuse discard cycle. Okay. Have a great day. Be safe out there. Bye-bye.